welcome back to another episode of Trippy Education, training responsibly and preparing psychedelic-induced experiences. The episode today plans on revisiting an essay wrote by Timothy Leary and Ralph Metzner in 1967, which describes a field manual on how to navigate and manipulate the experience one has while in an altered state of consciousness, specifically a psychedelic experience. Within this episode, this essay will be covered, as well as connecting any gaps with recently discovered research, all in order to work towards the next steps in this field of study. Programming the psychedelic experience involves two specific guidelines, with more aspects intertwined within. Those two guidelines are set and setting. Set indicates the mood, expectations, fears, and wishes of the participant. Setting refers to the external conditions of the experience, this being the physical aspects of the room or place, the relationship of the participant to those present, and the attitudes of the person giving the drug. Using these parameters as preparation, one can then program the psychedelic experience in a variety of ways. Programming something entitles providing guidelines around and within a certain thing, with one's own will and creativity. Ever since the technological age began, people have been learning to program technology to perform tasks that meet their ideal needs. Through the increasingly rapid creation of novel technologies and the knowledge surrounding that, our world seems to be learning new ways to alter our experience. With this knowledge of programming technology, one begs the question, is it possible to program experience? It seems throughout history, human beings have been striving to attain this goal with the help of religion, philosophy, and more recently, science. In the most archaic societies and farthest reaches back into recorded history, we find shamanic healers providing guidelines around and within a certain realm of experience with the help of their will and creativity. This type of experience includes the psychedelic experience. The word psychedelic translates to mind manifesting and encompasses a spectrum of different but somewhat related phenomena. In ancient cultures, these shamans would conduct ceremonies in order to heal, heal themselves as well as heal fellow tribal members. The way in which the shaman executed this task was by performing a ritual accompanied by dancing, chanting, drumming, singing, and the use of psychoactive plant medicines. When using plant medicines, these cultures have restricted hallucinogen use to sacramental and healing contexts, with these two often being inseparably intertwined. While in this ecstatic, altered state of consciousness, the shaman undergoes an intense psychedelic experience. The knowledge of plant medicines 
has come to light in Western civilization through Gordon and Valentina Wasson and their participation in a mushroom ceremony in the Amazon jungle that appeared in Life magazine in 1957 and other accounts by Henry Munn. Prior to this discovery of psilocybin mushrooms, the revolutionary discovery of LSD, or lysergic acid diethylamide, was made by Albert Hoffman in 1943, which subsequently landed right into the hands of thousands of individuals in the late 60s. With the reemergence of plant medicines and the discovery of new psychoactive chemicals, it seemed that Western civilization was undergoing a psychedelic renaissance. While this psychedelic renaissance was occurring, a group of psychologists were investigating the beneficial use of the psychedelic experience and how it can assist the human mind-body-soul connection. Timothy Leary, Ralph Metzner, and Richard Albert, also known as Ramdas, were the three pioneers to grapple with the psychedelic experience in a pragmatic way. In 1967, Timothy Leary and Ralph Metzner wrote an essay describing a field manual on how to navigate and manipulate the experience one has while in an altered state of consciousness, in particular, the psychedelic experience. This form of neo-shamanism sparked great interest in psychedelic users across the planet. Leary and Metzner were very familiar with the psychedelic experience and the vast array of crevices one can find themselves in while under the influence of these substances. These two psychologists were also familiar with the varieties of religious experience and particularly researched in depth the Tibetan Book of the Dead. In their book, The Psychedelic Experience, these revolutionary individuals provided a map or landscape for what the psychedelic experience has to offer in relation to the Tibetan Book of the Dead. These plant medicines and substances were not only attached to religious and spiritual thinking, but have a more open connection to other aspects of human experience, such as philosophy and science. Leary and Metzner understood this and referred to these substances as tools. Many other psychedelic thinkers have addressed this issue as well, including Stanislav Grof, who said ritual use of psychedelic plants and substances has been in, has been a particularly effective technology for inducing holotropic, moving towards wholeness, states of consciousness. This reference to effective technologies applied to psychedelic substances seems to connect spirituality and science. Through the knowledge and understanding that these shamanic tools are in fact technologies and connect spirituality with science, Leary and Metzner set out to formulate a field manual on how to program these technologies in their essay, Programming the Psychedelic Experience. This essay pioneered research in using techniques and strategies in programming this altered state of consciousness. The need to formulate a modernized, up-to-date program ties into the clinical applications of these substances. In 
trying to establish a proper program for a psychedelic experience, there seems to be two aspects that need to be looked at first, set and setting. Set refers to the internal state of the person having the experience, his or her mood, expectations, fears, and wishes. Setting refers to the external conditions of the experience. This being the physical aspects of the room or place, the relationship of the participant to those present, and the attitude of the person giving the drug. These two factors are the utmost important things to consider when programming a psychedelic experience. The very reason for programming is to help eliminate unexpected turns in the experience. The program helps one to navigate with a roadmap and allows one to have an idea of all the stops and detours on the map. This in turn helps to decrease paranoia due to unexpected incoming stimuli. One step in preparing the program for a psychedelic endeavor is to have a sitter. The sitter is someone available during the psychedelic session that helps reassure the participant if they are in distress, helps to provide and hold a safe space for the participant, and allows the participant freedom to experience something internal without judgment. In a clinical therapeutic sense, the sitter is the therapist or therapists. When conducting psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy as a program, it is best to have a male and female duo present as sitters. We will look at this in more detail later. Another step in preparing the program for a psychedelic experience is the technical use of audiovisual aids. Seeing and hearing are two of the main senses and sources of external stimulation. Therefore, the use of mandalas, mantras, yantras, and mudras can be used to steer a psychedelic experience. A primitive yantra would include an altar, an assortment of trinkets or meaningful accessories laid out in view for the participant. This preparation has been used in various shamanic ceremonies in conjunction with the use of San Pedro, psilocybin mushrooms, and salvia divinorum. In regards to the psychedelic assisted psychotherapy program, a proper yantra would include a comfortable room, pleasingly aesthetic pictures and paintings on the wall, a relaxing and aesthetically pleasing light source for the room, a comfortable and relaxing couch or bed, possible assortment of religious symbols, including Buddha statue, a cross, or a star of David, comforting and aesthetically pleasing clothes worn by the guides or sitters, and assortment of aesthetically pleasing flowers with a mildly pleasing scent. A mandala is a visual picture on a two-dimensional surface displaying concentric patterns starting in the center and branching out to the edges and appear throughout history as a symbol of integration, harmony, and transformation.
These patterns can be symbolic and represent certain aspects or dimensions one wants to enter in a trip. Shamans in archaic societies have used this type of navigation during altered states of consciousness. Buddhist and Tibetan traditions have used mandalas as well in their ritual and practices. The mechanisms of a mandala can be understood on a neurophysiological level as well. According to Gerald Oster, 1966, the mandala correlates to the neurophysiology of the eye. He states, All vision has a circular pattern superimposed on it, and LSD reveals the presence of this screen via the Moyer effect. Histological studies on the human fovea, the point of fixation on the retina, reveal that it consists entirely of cones, each of which is connected by individual nerves which lead to the optic nerve via the blind spot of the eyeball. The nerves lie in the front of the cones. An example, the light received is intercepted by a layer of nerve fibers. These nerve fibers would be expected to curve out and around the fovea to produce a screen consisting of curved lines which can be approximated as a figure consisting of concentric circles. A third technique in programming the psychedelic experience using sound is known as a mantra. A mantra is a vocally expressed saying, phrase, or incantation that is verbally said or sung. This use is this use is a vibrational technique and is one of the main focuses in indigenous tribes in ayahuasca ceremonies in Brazil. In modern research and clinical practice, music is used as a form of mantra and brainwave entrainment to help guide a participant through the psychedelic experience as well as elicit certain visual images. Now that we have an idea of the preparations needed in programming a psychedelic experience, let us now venture into the different types of programs one can use for the psychedelic experience. According to Leary and Metzner, 1967, the various programs include diagnosis, therapy or behavior change, intellectual understanding, aesthetic appreciation, interpersonal communication, and self-understanding or self-development. The first program is diagnosis. This can be used to diagnose an illness or can be more general than simply medical. With the former, the experience is used to diagnose whether the illness is psychosomatic or organic. In the latter case, a person may want to diagnose their life situation. The second program is therapy or behavior change. 
According to Leary and Metzner, the two key concepts in changing behavior is coaching and feedback. In modern clinical settings, this relates to psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy, where there are weeks of preparation as well as integration sessions in between the psychedelic experience and after the experience. This type of program has been used efficaciously and safely with a variety of psychoactive substances, including MDMA, psilocybin, LSD, and ketamine. Within this program, the psychedelic experience can help one to change thinking and attitudes towards everyday situations. This is the first step. Then one must develop the attention to be aware of this new way of thinking or behavior. The process of re-imprinting can be helpful. While in the psychedelic state, a certain object, mantra, mandala, etc., can be used as an imprint of a new way of thinking or behavior you want to remember. While not in the psychedelic state, this object can act as a constant reminder and teacher to keep one aware and attentive to what their goals and intentions were prior to the psychedelic experience. In this program, as we stated before, it is best to have a male and female duo present as sitters or guides. The reason for this is because while in a psychedelic altered state of consciousness, one is very suggestible. While this suggestibility and while being in this vulnerable, innocent-like state, having the dynamic of a male and female gives an affirmation of reassurance. The guides are portrayed as the mother and father figure to the participant. While in the psychedelic experience, transference may occur, and the participant may project their own internal dynamics and archetypes onto the therapists or guides. By having a male and female co-therapist team, if this projection occurs, it is most likely the participant will project the mother and father figure onto the therapists. This provides a sense of safety for the participant, especially while they are in an altered state of consciousness. Another aspect that the sitters or therapists must consider is proper screening of the participant that will undergo this psychedelic experience. An extensive history of past drug use, disease, family history, etc. are needed in order to determine certain inclusion criteria. This background check and history is used in order to determine individuals with specific traits that would exclude them from participating in a psychedelic experience. According to Johnson et al., 2008, depending on the study, it is smart to have a tight exclusion criteria, which includes anyone predisposed to psychiatric disorders or schizophrenia. Psychedelics have the potential to exacerbate latent psychiatric disorders. Volunteers with a current or a recent past history within the five years of alcohol or drug dependence, excluding caffeine and nicotine, or major depression, and volunteers with current obsessive-compulsive disorder, dysthymic disorder, panic disorder, disassociative disorder, anorexia nervosa, or bulimia nervosa, should be excluded unless the specific study 
is investigating any disorder described above. The third program is intellectual understanding. This can be used for religious, philosophical, or scientific purposes. In the 60s, James Fadiman and others conducted underground sessions where a few intellectually inclined individuals would take LSD or mescaline and work on problems that they have been struggling with for months regarding whatever field of study that they were in. These individuals included architects, scientists, engineers, as well as others. According to Harrison, 2006, Dr. Carrie Mullis, the Nobel Prize winner for the invention of polymerase chain reaction, PCR, which was a revolutionary technique for multiplying tiny amounts of DNA for use in genetic research, attributed his discovery and way of thinking to LSD. Steve Jobs, who was the co-founder, chairman, and chief executive officer of Apple Inc., describes his LSD experience as one of the two or three most important things he has done in his life. Francis Crick, the discoverer of the DNA helix, allegedly attributes his LSD experience in helping him uncover this monumental discovery. The fourth program is Aesthetic Appreciation. This program is used by the majority of psychedelic artists, poets, writers, filmmakers, musicians, and other explorers of beauty. In The Doors of Perception by Aldous Huxley, the descriptions of his mescaline experience are on par with this program of aesthetic appreciation. Artists such as Alex Gray, Android Jones, Justin Bonet, George Atherton, Luke Brown, Mario Martinez, Fabian Jimenez, Amanda Sage, Chris Dyer, Jonathan Sotler, Cameron Gray, Scott Facone, Jake Amison, Salvia Droid, Ivy Moe, Louis Tamani, Maxim Roy, Miles Toland, Bruce Rommel, Sam Wolfe, and Fred Tomaselli are well known to produce astounding, aesthetically pleasing psychedelic art. Musicians such as the Beatles, the Grateful Dead, Jimi Hendrix, Pink Floyd, The Doors, Jefferson Airplane, The Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, and The Who are also known to have experimented with psychedelics and produced psychedelic type rock. The fifth program is interpersonal communication. Regarding MDMA-assisted psychotherapy, the drug is a catalyst for the therapeutic process. MDMA allows a stronger therapeutic alliance between the therapist and participant, which opens up interpersonal communication. This allows the participant to express deep emotions 
as well as intensify the therapeutic alliance. Cognitive behavioral conjoint therapy can also be conducted within this type of program. Couples that have trouble communicating do well with MDMA as a buffer to help allow an open communication. MAPS, Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, are conducting studies now to show the benefits of integrating MDMA-assisted psychotherapy for the treatment of chronic post-traumatic stress disorder in couples. According to MAPS 2016, MDMA will be administered to both participants to help facilitate communication and connection between participants and therapists. Communication can also occur through physical contact and touch. According to Leary and Metzner, married couples who agree to explore the sexual basis of their marriage through LSD or another psychedelic will find that these are the most powerful aphrodisiacs ever known, in the sense of heightening sensitivity as well as capacity to respond. Levels and durations of ecstasy can be reached that go beyond the wildest imagination. The sixth and final program is self-understanding or self-development. This program is considered to perhaps be the most important of them all, according to Leary and Metzner. Within this program, one learns how to control one's own nervous system. Through this type of program, one can unravel years and even centuries worth of imprinting, programming, and sensory stimuli that one inherits through culture as they grow up. Using this program, possibly in combination with a technology that allows one to eliminate all external stimuli, an isolation or flotation tank, one can undergo self-understanding or self-development and learn to control one's own nervous system. As Leary and Metzner once said, the human nervous system is like a musical instrument of great antiquity, complexity, and perfection. LSD is a tuning device. With its help, we see for the first time some of the wonders this instrument is capable of. To be able to use and enjoy it properly to its full capacity, we must train ourselves and each other. The programming of LSD experiences is such a training method. you listeners for coming on this journey with me of psychedelic education. When conducting a psychedelic experience with yourself or others, always remember set and setting. The programs described in this episode are only a few one can use to secure and enhance a psychedelic experience. Stay safe, prepared, and trippy, my friends. <laughs>